Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. live from Florida's capital city. This is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. It is a Redemption Thursday. Picks to go back over in just a moment. I'll answer a question in the chat as we start the hour because it made me smile. Noel Dad writes, Auburn is undefeated? No. Well, if you haven't watched Auburn, they are undefeated. They beat the likes of UMass, Samford, and Cal. The Cal victory was especially telling 14-10. to 10. Okay. Mm. It would explain why Jimbo Fisher seems awfully relaxed about the matchup they have against Auburn this weekend. And it might also explain why when you watched Auburn's press conference, you had a coach basically telling you, uh, these next three weeks aren't going to go well, everybody. It was hilarious. So you had both of those in coach speak? We did. Are you going to have Jimbo every week? We didn't have Jimbo this week. I just noted that. But uh, Hugh Freeze was telling everybody that, uh, you know, you you look at uh, that Texas A&M defense and – um, you know, you, what you really realize is a lot of five stars out there and, you know, he's just, I mean, he's setting everybody up back home, but it was funny because in the midst of that, he goes, you know, we're, we're, we're at the beginning stages of getting this thing turned around and we'll get there, everybody we will get there. But you look at these next three weeks, we have Texas A&M, Georgia and LSU. <laughs> he's just nodding his head. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Did you get your guy from Baylor again? Aranda's done, man. No. He's not even, yeah, it's he's I, space age. He's lost it. I get very uncomfortable for my own safety when that man speaks. Like, that is invasion of privacy, like, you know, flashbacks to the worst image you have in your head of Catholic Church growing up in it. It's that guy. That guy's a priest, man, like the bad kind. I think he's the guy that leads you to believe, if you are unstable, that the, you know, the spaceship's coming. 
He's that it's, guy. It's, he's he's the let's drink this and all wear a mask and lay down on our beds and have right. our hats sideways so that when the aliens come and then you're all dead. Right, and yeah. he'll stroke your hair as you die. Right, yeah, be yeah. Like, Such beautiful flowing yeah, yeah, hair. Yeah, yeah. Man, the aliens is, are gonna ooh. love us. Yeah, yeah. No, he's that guy. It's bizarre. And to think he was like temporarily doing a really good job. He has a um, he has a weird uh, sort of a, a crutch. It's a verbal crutch. No matter what you say to him, he says, I appreciate that. And it's fantastic because somebody said about the losses and the way that they've played, and the guy just like laid it bare. He's like, you've been terrible through the first few weeks. The offense is near the bottom of all of college football. Defensively, you're not tackling as well as you did just a year ago, and the losses are beginning to mount. How do you talk to your team when that happens? He's like, I, I appreciate you pointing that out. I appreciate that. And you're like <laughs> – also, the hand actions my, too, He's my like, man. Dude. I appreciate that. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I kind of I can get down with that. Gundy this week on Coach Speak was really good. Uh, he was, um, you know, they just got housed at home, thirty-two to seven by South Alabama. I really don't think we have a lot of problems here, guys. I think we're it's all fixable. We're all right. We're good. We're good. Don't see any big problems. So I went out on Saturday after the Boston College game, get some dinner, went up to the CP. And uh, this guy sitting next to me at that sidebar, all the way on the side. And he's an Oklahoma State alum. And he was watching that and, game. Well, he asked to put it on. He goes, we're getting killed, apparently. Can we throw that on this TV over here? <laughs> and, and Bill throws it on. And he watches maybe a quarter at most. And I hear, yeah, I'll take a, an extra large with pepperoni. <laughs> and I mean, he's he is yeah. yelling at the phone. He's like, yeah. what can you do for me on the extra cheese? He's, he was done. He is, yeah. He, he left before halftime. Nice man. We're out of here. Yeah, no, uh, that's a that's a weird game. Let's get to these picks real quick. I want to recap for everybody. Just jumping on board here for the hour. Uh, here you go. Yeah, I was going with the Heaven's Gate vibe. You're right, by the way, live spectator. Uh, I took George Kittle tonight, forty two and a half yards receiving. I think we're going to go over to that. Let's jump on the player prop together, shall we? We've been big winners there, big winners so far early this year, and uh, San Francisco to paste. Uh, the Giants tonight. Now, short week and weird to ever drop double-digit points in the NFL, but I have real concerns that this Giants team is not only not good at all, even a little bit, but also that they're banged up. They don't have no Saquon Barkley, no real weapons. Did you know Tom Lang? I bet you Mm. didn't. Mm. Christian McCaffrey has scored in 11 straight football games. If he scores tonight, he will tie the all-time 49ers record for consecutive games with a touchdown. All-time 49ers record. Yeah, well, which is doing some things. Yeah. You know whose record he's going to tie? It's probably Jerry Rice. That is correct. Yeah. You know who is just behind that number? In 49ers history? Mm-hmm. Ricky Waters. O.J. Simpson. Oh, really? <laughs> late career O.J. Yeah, yeah, late career O.J. They have like It's really weird. They have a list of people who have had 11 consecutive games with a touchdown, and uh, that popped up. I was like, oh, the murderer himself? Um, I would tell you that uh, – McCaffrey, since going to the 49ers, that team is insanely good. It's been weird. He stayed healthy. That's the whole thing. Whenever he's healthy, he plays really well. And yet they're kind of boring, even though that Purdy can take some downfield shots. They've got dynamic players at each level, and they're still they're just kind of ho hum. I would love that to be the kind of ho hum we were in Tampa. You know, run mm. the ball, play great defense. They're off a of play action. Pitching and defense. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it. All right, here we go. The other games: Ohio State minus three against Notre Dame. I'm not a not a believer in Notre Dame, hence the Ohio State pick. Penn State, I'll lay the 14 and a half, which seems like a big number to give up uh, against Iowa. But 
Iowa struggles to score against air. Tennessee minus 20 and a half against UTSA. I'll lay it. That's an overreaction to their poor game against Florida. Oregon lays the 21 against Colorado. K-State UCF under 54 uh, is is the number here. You guys have to take the over if you want to bet me there. And then I, uh, I took Middle Tennessee State. <laughs> here we go. Versus Colorado State first half total over 26 and a half. Over 26 and a half. We got Oklahoma and Cincinnati under 57 and a half and BYU plus 10 against Kansas. Give me BYU plus 10. At BYU outright against Arkansas last week, and that worked out well. So there we go. I like it. I like it. Feel good about this. Any of the bonus bets? You going, you going there? What's the number we're going to get on Kansas City against the Bears? That's a franchise Ooh. in a free fall right mm-hmm. now. It is unbelievable to see what's happening with that organization. That's got to be at least nine, right? Uh, oh, at least. Well, uh, I think it's going to be more than that. I'll tell you what it is right now. I'm pulling it up. Here Ooh, we nine go. Nine and a half. That's my guess. Blind. Tonight's number is ten and a half. I already laid that. Here we go. Kansas City headed to Chicago, right? No, it's in Kansas City. Twelve and a half. Twelve and a half. Mm. All right. Golly. <laughs> they found a number for you. Twelve and a half is steep. Well, look at some. If we're doing Redemption Thursday wagers, I don't remember the last time we had this many double-digit numbers on the board. Uh, Kansas City's 12.5-point favorites. The Cowboys on the road are 12.5-point favorites against Arizona. Oh, well, that makes sense. 12.5. Could be a home game for Dallas. 12.5. I mean, damn it, man. This is the NFL. The Giants are 10.5 dogs tonight on the road. I don't know. These are big numbers. I guess traditionally you would just hold your nose and take all of the dogs there. If you're an Arizona fan, how pissed are you? Like, subsequently, you're 14.5-point underdogs already in the look-ahead lines against San Francisco the next week. San Francisco, by the way, has to be loving life. You get to, We get the Giants and the Cardinals back-to-back, do we? Yeah, if somebody needs to mend a wound, you let him mend that wound. You re- yeah, I, I doubt Ayuk will play tonight because of that. I mean, he's, he says he's good to go. I wouldn't play him. Of course, he's on my fantasy team, so I'm screwed. I also have Burrow on my fantasy team. He's off to a wonderful start. He is off to a... Are you kidding me with this? <laughs> well, Joe got paid, and he said the hell of it. Uh, well, he's had the calf problem, and they look terrible. It's frustrating. They're going with the all-white uniforms this week. Oh, that'll do it. It'll, it'll bring it'll them Turn back. things around, won't it? Yeah, it's, it's, a, little, it's a little frustrating uh, watching that. Well, you know the statistics over the years, the 0-2 starts for teams that make the playoffs. Now, yeah. last year, the Bengals were one of them, and they did make yeah. the playoffs. 1-10? It's or something is it under ten percent. It's it's a small percent. If you're two and zero, it's sixty plus percent. I know that. Make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Here come the Buccaneers, that's right, baby! That's right. <laughs> oh man, this week of practice, we get two days. I didn't go the first day. I went the second day. Second day mattered more to me to, than the first day. I have to take everybody's word for it. First day wasn't a good day. Oh really? They weren't great first day. Didn't, they weren't, Is that why Mike went for two minutes? And yeah, they, a, they weren't crisp the first day. Yeah, I think he was a little perturbed. Much better the next day, and that's the practice I was at, so I can attest to that. They were good. They were good on that day. Um, I would take that to mean that they're getting stronger and healthier. I, I think the further removed we get from Saturday where you had half the team under the weather, and now here we are, I'm at that Wednesday practice. Enough time has gone by. These guys getting IVs, getting their rest, all that stuff. Yeah, I think I think they were getting healthier. They looked more intense. 
and a lot crisper. Um, they were able to implement some things that I'm excited to see if they use them in the game. I won't say what those things are, but I was encouraged by that. Johnny Wilson at quarterback, going to be awesome. <laughs> um, Nobody will bat passes down anymore. And I feel very good about uh, some of the aspects of this offense. Really want to see what we are defensively. I actually kind of curious to see the personnel. Who's available? Who's who's good to go? And you know how well do we communicate there? I, I think we're fine against the run for the most part. This will be a real physical test for this group up front. I gave them the benefit of the doubt because of how physical they were in the previous games to the BC game, including the LSU game up front. So let's see if they are able to win there again. That really, to me, is the game. If Clemson's able to run the ball with a two-back set and Shipley's doing what he's doing, they're able to run the ball successfully on first down, then this could be a really a, a big problem for Forest State all afternoon. If that gets shut down... I like Florida State's chances to win the game comfortably. Yeah, and they do a lot of the same things out of the one back with four wide or one no, we tight do. end on they, the field. They and mirror, yeah. Yeah, exactly. They can do you know counter with the tight end. Mm-hmm, they can mm-hmm. do counter out of the two-back set with the guard and the tackle like we do. There's a lot of similarities there. I just I do want to circle back. I fixate on the two-back set because I think that's when Clemson's at their best and their most dangerous because it's like having a point guard that can dribble with both hands and go both ways to the basket. No big, no big deal. Mm-hmm. But if there is one back on the field and they succeed, that's a real bad sign. It's a real bad sign. I think it's the two back that puts your your linebackers and your safeties in much more conflict. So that's where if I was them, I would I would say, we already run this set really well. We did before Riley got here. Let's continue to do that. Mm-hmm. And let's see if these linebackers can make the correct decisions and their eyes are going to be in the correct place. The other thing I, I would look for this week, we didn't handle motion very well against Boston College. <laughs> that. With the communication thing, motion seemed to be a bit of an issue. So I would I would anticipate Clemson would implement a lot of that too. It's not that that's not already part of Riley's offense, but you know some of these basic things that we turn loose were basic things. I mentioned that in hour number one, what a big game it is for Jordan Travis to take yet another step, and I meant that as a positive because he's passed all of those tests previously, and I and I think. That's the thing you get most excited about. Sometimes it's easy to get down into the minutiae, buried in the weeds, get into the details of what's going to work, whether that is uh, you're looking at formations, personnel, those kinds of things. But sometimes it's better to take a big step back. I think for you and I, it's we, we love to get into the details of the game. But I think it's easier in some cases just to look at a big picture here and talk about uh, the best player on the field, which is Jordan Travis, and how well he needs to play and how capable he is of doing just that. Uh, let's, let's see what happens here with the game that he has against Boston College. If you look at Florida State in their last five games dating back to last year, Uh, 45-38 over Florida, 35-32 over OU, 45-24 over LSU, 66-13 over USM, and 31-29 over Boston College. The point would be, if you look at those offensive totals, they're gaudy. And that goes back to – it goes back further than that. I'm just using the last five games. They've put up points. Even when they're playing poorly for stretches, they've put up a lot of points. A big part of that is when Jordan is right and they get into a rhythm – you start to see him really make good decisions. But a lot of times he's got to utilize his legs. In four of those instances, you see cases where he really utilized his legs. Did not as much as much as he's capable of uh, last week. I don't think we'll see that version of Jordan in this game, meaning I think he will be able to run. I think he's going to be uh, healthy enough to run. And I think they're going to call some plays for him to run. Uh, I, I think it, it would be a good idea to show it to Clemson early. Oh, and they have those. That's nothing new in the offense. You know, they've had these plays where it's a design quarterback run, 
might be in a pass-looking set, and then you go forward with it. Clemson will be prepared for that. But the thing is, if you get in uh, a position to tackle Jordan, it's one-on-one, you're less than 50% likely to bring him down to the ground. He's just so slippery and quick. So this is what we're going to see this weekend, I would imagine, early in the game. You brought it up last night on the interactive hour, which is, hey, man, show them, remind them if they have any doubt that, hey, he's hurt. Let's see how much he's actually going to run. Get it out there early, and let's establish that, oh, he can do that. Yeah, he can take because off. Because the moment you you do that as a linebacker or a safety or a slot defender, whatever defender we choose to put in conflict, you're thinking twice now because, oh, that's that's the good Jordan Travis with his legs. Now I have to think when they're doing the read option. Now I have to think when maybe we run a traditional option, whatever it is, you've got to really bear down and, and fear Jordan's legs because if you make one bad decision, he scores. You know, he did that last year against them. The the, the Early touchdown, I think it's a 15, 20-yard run. He's dead to rights, and the juke move he pulls to score well, it's is evil. absurd. And he's had a lot of those moments in his career. Uh, those are fun to watch where you just laugh. Poor guy on the other side has zero chance. And it's in a and phone booth. And he's in the right spot. Yeah. I mean, they do everything right, except he's just better than you. Big day for Jordan Travis. I, I I really hope it comes to pass that he has that kind of a game and gets another notch uh, as he continues to ascend amongst the all-time greats at this position here at Florida State. It's been a cool run to watch. It's been a fun ride. And I think that as he gets better and better and better, this would be one of those signature games that you'd look back on his career and say, man, remember when we were a little bit off kilter in that BC game, had to have it. It was an opportunity to wrestle away control and power in the ACC. Uh, and and he went on the road in a very tough environment against a desperate Clemson team and made some big plays and then really established himself yet again as a dominant figure in these big battles because he's already won twice against LSU, obviously beat Florida, obviously hammered Miami 45-3 to a year ago. There's been a series of really big wins for him. You get to add to it now, and if you are able to do that and we start 4-0 and you get to the bye week and everybody gets healed up and feels good about themselves and you can correct some of the miscommunications on defense, get your personnel back to 100% there as well, I think – you know, we'll see if Akeem Dent's a go in this game. He's not ruled out just yet, so we don't know. Maybe he plays. But you got to get guys back 100%. There's some guys nursing some injuries. It's football. It's what happens. And, and and Jordan's one of them. But I think Jordan is in a good place right now. He had really good practice this week. So if he were injured, injured, I'd be a little bit more worried. I don't see that. Um, so so from there, you know, let's move let's, let's move on and, and look at the rest of that schedule. You'd like to be able to do that. Now, a loss here presents a different set of problems. It depends on how it looks. It depends on why. Um, and we'll have that conversation when the time comes. But uh, the schedule is beneficial to Florida State, although I do believe that you're going to be in for a contest against Florida and Miami. So maybe at the beginning of the year our fans didn't think that to be the case. I do believe that now. Get this win. Get yourself in a good position. Again, we talk about get-out-of-jail-free cards. They kind of have one in a sense. Oh, already? Yeah. Yes, they have one. Yes, the what LSU is looking like is is yeah helpful. A high likelihood that you have a get out of jail free card, but don't spend it today, guys. You don't need to. Game you're most excited to watch out of this park your ass Saturday slate that isn't ours. Hmm. I mean, I might go chalk and say Ohio State Notre Dame. Uh, one of the reasons is I've watched Notre Dame play in Aviva for a half. Yeah, you know, me too. That's because I wanted to see what our experience is going to be like next year, which is going to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But I have not seen them since then, and I haven't seen any of Ohio State. So I like when I can learn about teams, you know, from scratch. And so this is a great way to fact find about what Ohio State Notre Dame is. 
So to me, I get it. That's where everybody's probably looking and talking about. But that game to me is is great because it's not quite an elimination game for both of those teams, but it's close to it. Yeah, I um, I gotta tell you, I'm curious about a few others though. I am very curious about Alabama, Ole Miss. I mean, this is an interesting Alabama team right now. They that have is yet, an elimination. They game. have yet to look good. Just period. They have yet to look good. And so, are they this thing that's not? Good. I mean, may may it just be a case where we're at some point here. Like, if you lose at home this week in Alabama to Ole Miss, fresh off of only being up by seven in the late in the fourth quarter against USF, before tacking on an extra touchdown, um, and obviously having lost to Texas convincingly at home. If you lose this game, all of a sudden you're two and two. You can just imagine pissed off Texas fans going, "Really." So we go into Alabama and we get no credit, for, get no yeah, credit yeah. for doing it because it just appears Alabama sucks. That's right. No split top bun for you. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you yeah. That yeah. All right, Saxby's Tom is giving me the cue. We got to know the number. Forty-two was low. I said I think it was forty-three yesterday. Did not yeah. shortchange the it's number. It's a little of higher Saxby's. than forty-two, but not much higher. <laughs> well, you'll be pleased to know I did a recount late last night. Oh, that's right. I went online. I realized Tom is. Pushing back on the 43 Zaxby's in Tallahassee. He's convinced there are more. And it turns out, not only were you right, you were really right. 71 Zaxby's. Oh, 71 right. Zaxby's for us to choose from I here in Tallahassee. I thought I was. Okay. Yeah. At least yeah. I'm not slipping. I just, I must be slipping. So there you go, 71 Zaxby's. And at those Zaxby's, you get really delicious chicken. Where tomorrow, or excuse me, Saturday... I'll grab a platter to go along with the grilling. Mm-hmm. The platter's a little pick on me pick. throughout the day. Pick yep. on me mm-hmm. throughout the day with the platters and the Zach sauce. And the kids, you know, they love that. It's perfect. It's great. So you get that. And then you have the grilling that you're doing over here. You get the platters over here. And then my kids like their lemonade. Mm. I've yet to have oh, I haven't had Zaxby's lemonade. I'm not going to lie to you. I haven't had My it. wife loves the tea. Well, she, there you go. She does the half and half. That's the way, yeah. Well, there you go. So, yeah. see, maybe it's the lemonade that's the key in the tea. Oh, there you go. Hey, see, see what I'm working here? Let's isolate that down. Go uh, go get you some Zaxby's for the weekend, or maybe just tonight. Maybe driving home. Hit one of those 71 Zaxby's. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, Warchant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply Hey, Seminoles, we all know how important it is to score in the red zone, but are you prepared for success in the retirement red zone? Five years leading up to your retirement date and the immediate five years after are a critical time of thoughtful planning for you and your family. And our friend and fellow Noel, Adam Tolliver, and his team at Artisan Financial Strategies are prepared to coach you to victory. Some of us, well, we're at midfield and want to plan ahead. Others are ready to punch it in on the goal line. They're making sure you know how much you can spend without running out of money, protecting yourself and your family against rising health care costs, or carefully planning your legacy. The Artisan team brings a combined 30-plus years of planning experience and world-class resources to help you navigate the way. 
For more information, just head over to KnollRetirement.com. Now, that's one word, KnollRetirement.com. Welcome back to the Jeff Cameron Show, sponsored by Legendary Home Loans, a mortgage experience designed around speed, simplicity, and customer service. Before you buy your next home, contact our friend Shannon Young with Legendary Home Loans. Visit FSUHomeLoans.com, FSUHomeLoans.com. Ladies and gentlemen, as you know, we have something special down here at Birdland this evening, a recording for Blue Note Records. Can't help but tap your foot. Ryan Poles is the GM for Chicago, and he said uh, in an impromptu press conference today <laughs> that no you one. You sure if it's not Poles? It is Poles. Poles? Ryan Poles. It's his name. This man's name. All right. He was there at Howes Hall having a uh, press conference. And he said, uh, impromptu. It's always good to have impromptu press conferences two games into the season. No one in our entire organization, none of our coaches, sees Justin Fields as a finger pointer. <laughs> what I would do if I was a PR guy in these situations is I would say, let's reconsider calling a press conference. It just seems to me that we're going to draw more attention to this innocuous comment that he made earlier in the day if we uh, if we call a press conference to say that he's not a finger pointer. Since he's on video finger pointing at everybody else. First and foremost, to hit it straight on, we are facing adversity. Slow start, 0-2. It's not where we'd like to be. We've dealt with some life issues. We've dealt with injuries. And that's all real, and that's part of what we do and what we're having to deal with. But to make it very clear, I know the outside noise is there, but no one in our building is panicking. Nobody is flinching at any of our situations. Not our owner, not our president, not our head coach, not myself, none of the players. Everyone is focused on solving these issues that we have so we can be a better football team. And none of us think that Justin Fields is a finger pointer. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> How not to run a franchise and why not to have a press conference, sir? None of us thinks that Justin Fields is a terrible quarterback who has no pocket presence to speak of whatsoever. There it is. You're nailing it. By having a press conference to tell everybody that you don't think he's a finger pointer, you're telling everybody that we're having this press conference to know that you know we're done with Justin Fields. Oh, man. Fields was asked to characterize why it is that his uh, play has fallen off and he's played so poorly in these first two weeks. And he says, I haven't been playing my, myself. Um I, I've got to create. I, uh, you know, perhaps it's coaching. <laughs> How could one misconstrue that? <laughs> He's not pointing fingers when he says perhaps it's coaching. I love this. It's unfortunate because what he was trying to say, if you read all the quote blocks, 
he's saying we as players can go to coaches and say we hate the play, mm-hmm. and you have to be accountable for that. Just as when we don't perform and you say that we didn't do our job, we have to be accountable. But you don't lead with perhaps it's coaching. Maybe you say something a little bit less than perhaps it's coaching. Yeah. Because that's that all alone. anybody's going to hear. If you say we all have to be accountable to each other, yeah. no problem. All right. Perhaps it's coaching. <laughs> perhaps it's coaching is awesome. You know the PR guy, the second their quarterback went, perhaps it's coaching, was like, ah, oh, jeez. All right. Why do we even let this guy talk to the press? This is this is not good. It's just this, you, they would smile. I would smile. <laughs> we got two more for Justin, guys. Two oh, more. Oh man. Yeah. Last one, Don. <laughs> Don's the team reporter. Oh, yeah, yeah. ChicagoBears.com. Well, yeah. Last one, Don. He's giving that stare, the look at you. Just I thought there were opportunities. You guys came real close last weekend. Thank you, Don. Thank you. Uh, yeah, anything yeah, else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the end of this. John at Chicago Bears. What do you see in the future in the way of opportunities to grow, Justin? <laughs> yeah. Well, with better coaching, Don. Well, then it gets even weirder for the Bears right now. They get in this situation where their DC has been away from the team since last Thursday and then resigns and – uh yeah, uh that's that's problematic, especially since there there's thoughts that um there's something nefarious going on. I I, I don't know. He said yeah. about that that he needed to spend some time with his family to find some clarity. There's something nefarious going on because one of the reporters who who tweeted out he quote tweeted the physical copy of the statement and he said, Now nobody jumped to conclusions. <laughs> <laughs> don't be so quick to jump to conclusions oh. and it's like maybe you're right sir but i wasn't even thinking about that i was thinking it's just strange that he's resigned after week two bears dc williams resigns to focus on his health uh fields addressed reporters and then went on to talk about the resignation of Williams, who had been away from the team since last Thursday because of what the Bears classified as a personal reason. In a statement announcing his resignation, Williams said he was taking a step back, take care of his health. In terms of Allen, quote, I don't have many details to add there, said Poles. We try to work within the truth. I know there's a ton of misinformation out there. Yesterday we talked about Howells Hall being raided by the FBI. Now that's not false. That's completely false. Uh, don't even know really where that could have come from. Uh, we, we've worked with the, the president and CEO, Kevin Warren, and the Bears chairman, George McCaskey. All of our leadership teams are, are trying to make sure we're handling the situation the right way and communi- communicating properly. And obviously everything concluded just yesterday, but we have a ton of confidence in our plan moving forward. This is gibberish. Now, now there was an FBI agent, but I wouldn't classify yeah. it as a raid. Yeah, I don't know where this idea that a raid was taking place. Now, I take issue with the uh, phrase, One, you know, there. maybe a couple of U.S. Marshals were here, but uh, it's, is that a raid? Poles has gone on to say that the Bears will reevaluate their titles amongst the defensive staff beginning next week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> After the upcoming game. We've missed some opportunities here, guys. Some, <laughs> some opportunities of communication. When you you got a guy who's away from the team, an alleged FBI raid, and a special press conference to say, we don't think he's a finger pointer. We don't. Now, you guys may think so, and maybe there's audio that suggests that he is, but we don't believe that. Young man just misspoke. 
This is where if I'm a reporter, independent of ChicagoBears.com, I'd say, hey, guys, can you space this out a little bit? This is juicy stuff. I got to burn it all at once. Can we spread it out over a few weeks? He talked about did Fields his robotic play and said, uh, maybe that's just coaching. Double down. <laughs> Sorry, I had to have a Jeff Cameron Show PR moment. That's all. Let's solve for the future and not the Bears. We'll talk about the Knowles next with ISF. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, Orchard TV. The Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness. Two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com. Combine the two here for a second because I think that ISF would be fine with that, and it's uh, an opportunity to just once again showcase some of the good that they do, but also the organization they once helped. Uh, could use your help. I got a call this past week uh, from my friends at the Guardian Ad Litem, so I'll explain this combination here in just a second. Let's start with the fact that it is time to solve for the future, and our friends at ISF, whom we love working with, collaborating with. And who do great work. In fact, the kind of work they do is uh, on display on the regular in many departments uh, that you're well aware of throughout the state, really throughout the nation, since this is a nationwide effort that they're involved with frequently, such as, you know, I mentioned the Florida Department of Health, uh, the Department of Health in general, Department of Children and Families. We've seen this uh, state to state. They've done a lot of things. They did compensation studies for the Florida Guardian Ad Litem. And, uh, you know, representing the, the legal interest of Florida's most vulnerable children is what the Guardian Ad Litem does. And you want um, that to be a group that is operating at peak efficiency. And ISF provided a detailed study of compensation amongst the office agency peers. And through the study ISF's recommendations, the Florida Guardian Ad Litem is able to better carry out their mandate to represent said vulnerable children, which is awesome. And uh, we work with the Guardian Ad Litem, and we work with ISF. So to see those two come together and become more efficient and help kids in great need is a wonderful thing. But I do want to say, as we try to solve for the future with our friends at ISF, they are asking for, uh, not ISF, but Guardian Ad Litem, uh, more volunteers. They're short on volunteers right now. So you'll probably hear my voice on a PSA here real soon uh, regarding our friends at the Guardian Ad Litem. And after all, it's football season, which brings me to the, uh, time of year where I start to think about a, uh, the, the better weather, the holiday season, and the cool things we're able to do to help everybody out. ISF is doing this now at Florida state football games through tailgates with our friends at the second harvest. So you see how you get these, these important groups who work to, to make lives better and help each other and help everybody else out in the community. Uh, and, and you get them together, and then you draw attention to these great causes, and then you guys, being the wonderful listeners and, 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 and people, citizens that you are, you do what you can. And we've already seen that. And I want to continue to shed a light on that. So make sure you go by the tailgates for the next home game. We'll remind you of that for the next home game. Got a little break right now. But uh, we'll remind you again of that tailgate with the uh, folks at the Second Harvest and ISF. And then in the interim, I would just shine a light and tell you really quickly that the folks at the Florida Guardian Adelitem could use your help. The link is in the chat for YouTube, gal2.org, G-A-L, the number two, dot org. If you want to see what it is that they do and Ooh. how they impact the community, it's uh, outstanding work and unbelievable work, really, that they do. Now, let's apply it 
in uh, a less serious way, but one that we care about nonetheless, and that is, without question, how do you solve for some issues that Florida State's had that have reared their ugly head through the first few games? Florida State's been good in a lot of areas, and they've had moments where they were dominant. They've also had moments where they revealed some vulnerabilities. Do you want to start with communication issues, personnel? Do you want to talk about the offensive line in the run game? Um, maybe personnel and communication, like the defensive side. There, okay. There's there's a take here on the defensive side that I think is going to help calm those down who are nervous about All right, the well, I want you to give me that answer okay. because I'm nervous about these communication issues and some personnel, uh, some numbers issues. We don't have certain guys of quality, depth, and or experience that say safety. Yeah, I, I think what will calm you down is that if you look at what Clemson is giving up in terms of pressure – it's not necessarily via the blitz. Their offensive line, there's a number. I think director's going to put it on the screen. But if you look at Power 5 quarterbacks and pressures allowed, Kate Klubnick is the third most pressured quarterback in Power 5. Third most at 40-plus percent of his dropbacks. They've played two games against air in Charleston Southern and FAU, and yet 40% of the time he drops back, he's under pressure. Here's why that's good news. He doesn't do well under pressure. According to PFF, yes, roll your eyes, in just under 80 dropbacks under pressure, he's throwing a turnover-worthy pass 10% of the time. Like, you're going to get chances to make plays on the ball, and it would appear, given the pressure rate, that you don't have to send extra blitzers, yeah. which means, personnel-wise, guys have a job, they can stay at home, and they can let the play develop and let the front four do the work for them. Go this is an indicator. Eat front four. Let's it, go. It's an indicator that their offensive line could be susceptible to what our front four can do, which makes life for the personnel on the back end so much easier. You just got to get them to third and long and not do what they did with Castellanos. Yeah, and uh, I agree without those numbers. I agree that the defensive line can just straight up dominate this offensive line, and they need to. It has to be their time to shine. This has to be a light of fire under somebody and let them know, here you go, man. You want good tape? You want NFL scouts? Take a look at a game. This is one they'll look at. And the other thing is about getting downhill. What they want to do, because they don't have the receivers, and I think part of the reason, there's a solution for you as to why they don't throw the ball down the field at Clemson as much as they have in the past. If their offensive line's not good, you yeah, don't have the time. Yeah, if you don't block it up, yeah. So when even when this quarterback, Klubnik, is kept clean, the average depth on his throw is four and a half yards beyond the line of scrimmage. Everything's in front of you. I'm not saying play back. I'm just saying play straight up, and most everything's going to be in front of you which helps when it comes to personnel issues. If it's all in front of you, you can make the play. I predicted a big game for Jared Verse. I'd like to see a really good game from the interior of the defensive line. Um, I, I, I need to see Fabian Lovett show up. I've been We've been waiting a long time. Yeah, yes. For Fabian Lovett to eat again, to, to be the guy that he once was. The time that he was once really effective is a long time ago because of injury, because of how long it took him to rehabilitate that. I do not blame him for that. But I am ready to see the results of that hard work and the efforts of the coaching staff and training staff to ease him back into a full-time role of being one of the more dominant figures in this defensive line. We have limited play, limited play, limited play. It's time to unleash the beast. You need that. You need him. You need Farmer. You need your edge. You need those guys to dominate this offensive line. I like it. So that, I like it. That's the first place I go. I think it solves a couple of those issues. But again, you know, Clemson is not just going to run right up the middle 
you know, between the, the center and the guard. They can do that. That's a part of their offense is a straight-ahead run, but they will change the terms of the fight if they need to, and that's where you need to stay in your gaps and do what you need to do. But if you can get Klubnik in, in third and forever, account for him as a runner because he's a good runner. But if you if you generate pressure on him, he does not handle it very, very well. So that's the hope on, on defense. We can talk about the offense if you wish. Very yeah. briefly, very quickly, um, I, I think it's it's a moving pocket. I think it's incorporating Jordan Travis's legs. I think it is taking what is being given with the amount of weapons Florida State has. Somebody's going to be open. So just don't force the 50-50 balls that you've been doing. You were rewarded for that against LSU, and it might have been the worst thing that happened to you because in the midst of all that success, you thought you could rely on that over and over again and not just run the offense. I think Clemson, Look, if you're looking at the Florida State offense properly, as we do because we micromanage the offense, I think the game plan is prove that you can run on me, prove it first, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 and then prove that you are patient enough, Jordan Travis, to take a six-yard hitch over the middle because we'll give that to you. Because we're going to play a lot of guys over the top, and if you want to take downfield shots, if you're not precise, we're going to have the ball. We're going to take it away from you. So can you engineer the 8-12 to play drive with consistency in the runs and then also, you know, swallowing your pride? Here's a Winston Wright hitch over the middle for seven yards. Seven yards is seven yards. Let's go. And I'm telling you, they're going to be that – it's going to be at that depth. It's not going to be two yards. If I was them, I'd say, okay, come on, engineer that 10-play drive. Well, and, you know, there have been moments where Jordan did exactly that in his rise to being a very good player. He took all of those plays. He's like, okay, you want to give us this? And I don't know the nature of that conversation in the film room, but it had to happen this week. And I suspect that it did by Jordan Travis's answers. And you are spot on, sir, because I think we're going to see it. Our friends at ISF are great collaborators. We enjoy working with them. They know you want to do amazing things. You have big visions and goals for the future, and you work hard to move your agency forward while navigating those unique challenges that are inherent to government operations. They get you. ISF is an IT and strategy firm, have been for over 40 years serving state and uh, state government and businesses across the country. They can help you out. ISF.com. Come back, wrap it up momentarily. Jeff Cameron, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Hey guys, our next partner is AG1, the daily foundational nutritional supplement that supports whole body health. I drink it quite literally every single day. I began using AG1 because I'll be honest with you, I don't like to take a bunch of pills and vitamins and I just wanted something that tastes great, was quick and easy to remember. So I do it. I do it every morning when I wake up. I certainly have it right after my coffee and before I work out. And I will tell you this too, it is... um, a simple, effective investment for your health. You can try AG1 and get five free AG1 travel packs and a free one-year supply of vitamin D with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash JCS. Again, that's go to, all you got to do is go to uh, drinkag1.com slash JCS. That's drinkag1.com slash JCS. Check it out. It's delicious. It's quick. It's easy. It's proven. Vitamins, probiotics. Whole food source nutrients. Start your day with it. You'll feel better. I promise. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. Power. 
Power Mill Training Academy. Power Mill Training Academy, equipping motivated athletes focused on baseball, softball, with the specific tools to reach their true potential. All you want is your kids to have fun playing the game and get better while doing it. They need the fundamentals to do that. PowerMillSports.com provides it. Go check them out. PowerMillSports.com. Cue it up, Tom. Probables. It's time for, how you say, with the pitching, uh, probables? Big game here. We got a tie, 2-2, between the Angels and the Rays. They're in the fifth. Griffin Canning cheats at golf. Zach Eflin going for the Rays. Milwaukee's crushing St. Louis. Tragic. Six to nothing. That is Wade Miley, Miles Mikolas. Yes. The rest is tonight. Did he die and come back from the dead? Where's he been? Mikolas? Yes. He's seven and twelve with a four nine five. No, we just missing his starts. <laughs> Braves, Nationals, Max Freed, Jake Irvin. We got the Blue Jays and the Yankees. Jose Barrios, Garrett Cole. All right. Got us a game there. Orioles, Guardians, Grayson Rodriguez, TBD. Mets, Phillies, let's get it on. David Peterson going to go for the uh, Mets. Ranger Suarez for the Phillies. Pirates drubbed the Cubs last night. Beat them all about the face and head. It was an embarrassing game. The Cubs were not competitive. Johan Aviedo goes for the Pirates. Let's see if the Cubs can rise up and compete. Kyle Hendricks will go for the uh, Cubs. Tigers Athletics, that is uh, Tariq Skubal and Luis Medina. It's Skubal and Medina. We got the Giants and the Dodgers, Kyle Harrison and Emmett Sheehan, and that is a look at those that shall reside on the bump. Right now is a good time to sign up for Orange Theory Fitness. Without going into the details, I'll just let you know that you're going to get as good a deal as those that signed up originally before both of those locations were even open. When they were incentivizing new members, they had these incredible deals for people who wanted to get in shape with a science-backed exercise routine and practically gave it away and so i know a lot of people have been curious but they weren't so sure about the money go sign up now it's unreal and i had a good workout with them yesterday morning so there you go you uh before 7 a.m kind of workouts like you get there before you take the kids to school that is the best time i can't always do it i will admit that doesn't always happen those fill up fast don't they they do there are some motivated people out there so you can't have like you can go at 5 a.m if you want really they're open at 5 a.m yeah you can go Jeez. Oh, there are people coming out of there. If I've gone to the six-something classes, I'm like, really? You're done? You're kind of a badass. That's right, Cameron. (laughs) What do you think about that, brother? Yeah, it's like 5.58 and I pull up. They're like, whoo, it's a good one today. On they go. Wendy, you got Uh, strong. Man, they're in their suit. It's time to go. Got after it. Anyhow, Orange Theory Fitness works. It's a great exercise uh, program, and uh, the coaches are awesome. So I, I I would tell you to sign up, and I am telling you to sign up. Tomorrow, Libations Friday. Yep. It can't get here soon enough. I've wanted to play this game since Monday morning. At least it's a nooner. Let's go, man. Just what a game. What a, what a great opportunity. If it was that ACC 830 kick like Southern Miss, that would have sucked. I would have, like, given myself an assignment of some kind. I would have, like, <laughs> made myself do something, like a book report, I would just to try to distract myself. And so you see the old man in the sea was actually about an internal struggle. <laughs> I read the old man in the sea, I think, before I was supposed to. I was little. I was young. And I saw the black and white version of uh, the movie. And I was so pissed off at those sharks. Mm. 
This man has worked his whole life with his hands, and now he's got one on the line. This massive, this massive fish that he's gonna. Yeah, I almost, I almost cursed. Yeah. Uh, this is not the interactive hour. No. And uh, and the sharks keep eating it. Damn them. So then my uh, stepdad said something like, "Well, that's not. It it goes that way, but not exactly that way in the book. You need to read the book." So what time are JV games tonight? Are, those used to be in the early afternoon slash evening when I was in high school, like four or five o'clock. Oh no, no, they're in the evening now. They're always really, in the, yeah, oh, wow. yeah, yeah. Not like yeah, they're after. They're all after five. Most of them are six or seven. Oh, okay. Yeah, that would be weird. The four o'clock game, five o'clock. Are game? you going to patch in to wake up War Chant tonight at six p.m. to give an update on the Leon Lions JV score? I was not told to do so. Oh. Uh, should I? I I'm not okay. going to patch in to do a damn thing. Oh. I'm going <laughs> to. No, but that's tonight. Hey, guys, Bryce has uh, three catches, 27 yards. Glad you're doing well. Glad you're doing well. Carry on. So that's tonight live for everybody? 6 p.m. Awesome. Awesome. 6 o'clock, wake up War Chant tonight at 6. You can watch it on War Chant TV. They'll be good. And it's more wonderful content, which you could get if you would just sign up for WarChant.com at 50% off. Forget about it. Second, third, and lang of the week has gone up just now. Two third and langs? That's right. In honor of our third and long proclivities, I didn't actually touch on that this week, though. You've gone nuts with the uh, it was a third and lane. This yeah. was a Klubnik one. The other one was the two-back set. Yeah. I loved the third and lane with the two-back set. I did. I read it. All right. I, went, I thought you did a good job. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, that was really solid. Make sure to hit the like button underneath the article. That's that's not a good one. It's not a thing. All right, good work out of you. Good work, Director Matthew. Be well, everybody. You guys have a wonderful uh, evening. We will talk to you tomorrow on a Libations Friday. Peace.